0: G'day, welcome to Partakers, and to our Christmas 2017 series, God Gets His Hands Dirty. Come on in. And today we're talking about the Messiah's promise in Isaiah 54, verses 1 to 17, starting at verse 1 of chapter 54 of the book of Isaiah. Sing, barren, you who didn't bear Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who did not travail with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, says Yahweh. Enlarge the place of your tents and let them stretch forth the curtains of your habitations. Don't spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you shall spread out on the right hand and on the left and your seed shall possess the nations and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Don't be afraid, for you shall not be ashamed, neither be confounded, for you shall not be disappointed, for you shall forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood you shall remember no more. For your maker is your husband, Yahweh of armies is his name, And the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. The God of the whole earth shall be called. For Yahweh has called you as a wife forsaken and grieved in spirit. Even a wife of youth, when she is cast off, says your God. For a small moment have I forsaken you. But with great mercies will I gather you. In overflowing wrath I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting loving kindness will I have mercy on you, says Yahweh your Redeemer. For this is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah shall no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I will not be angry with you, nor rebuke you. For the mountains may depart, and the hills be removed, but my loving kindness shall not depart from you. Neither shall my covenant of peace be removed, says Yahweh who has mercy on you. You afflicted, tossed with storms and not comforted, behold, I will set your stones in beautiful colours and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies and your gates of sparkling jewels and all your walls of precious stones. All your children shall be taught of Yahweh, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established, you shall be far from oppression, for you shall not be afraid, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Behold, they may gather together, but not by me. Whoever shall gather together against you shall fall because of you. Behold, I have created the smith who blows the fire of coals, and brings forth a weapon for his work, and I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against you will prevail, and you will condemn every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of Yahweh, and their righteousness which is of me, says Yahweh. You may recall back on day 4 in Isaiah 52, Isaiah started talking about a great homecoming for all those who believed and obeyed. Then on our day 5, Isaiah gave a picture regarding the sacrificial suffering of this Messiah servant. Now in Isaiah chapter 54, we see the reason for the suffering. We see that because of this coming Messiah's suffering and subsequent exaltation and vindication, that God will make a new covenant with all the peoples of the world. God has always kept the promises he made with people. Promises to Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses and David were also kept by God. God is ever faithful and always true to his word. And here, God reminds them through Isaiah of three promises or covenants he has made. Abraham, Moses and and Noah, firstly with Abraham. And here in Isaiah chapter 54, verses 1 to 3, God reminds the people through Isaiah that God has always kept his promises to his people. If they looked back at the covenant promises made to Abraham, they would see this. When they go into exile, keep hold of the promises of God and be obedient to him. God is always faithful and wants their total obedience And how how are these verses of Isaiah 54, 1 and 3 meant to be a reminder of the covenant with Abraham? They mention the barren woman, verse 1, the tent, verse 2, and the descendants, verse 3, which would all bring to mind God's promises to Abraham. The barren woman would be a reminder that Abraham and Sarah were aged and childless. The tent would act as a reminder that Abraham was a tent dweller in an alien land. The descendants would remember that they themselves are descendants from Abraham. And God has promised in 54 verse 3 of Isaiah that they will return to the land of Abraham and populate there once more. This Abrahamic covenant is a link to all of God's activities and programs until the end of time when Jesus Christ returns to gather his people to himself. That is how important it was, particularly to Israel. The covenant had aspects for Abraham personally, as well as aspects that applied to all nations. And then Isaiah goes on to the covenant with Moses. In Isaiah 54, 4-8, God moves to the covenant he made with Moses. In Exodus chapter 19, verses 5-8. to When as a young nation, Israel was in exile and slavery in Egypt, it was an embarrassment to her. Now as a nation, she was like an aged widow, she was due to be in exile again, but in Babylon this time. But just as God made the covenant with Israel on Mount Sinai after escaping from Egypt, so too would God restore her to himself once again, and be her husband and redeemer. And the covenant with Moses begins with a stipulation. Now if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth for all the earth belongs to me. This covenant was to Israel in order that those who believed God's promises to Abraham would know how to live righteously and obediently. Then thirdly, God talks about his promise to Noah, going back even further in Genesis chapter 9, verses 1 to 19. Now instead of just a covenant with Israel, because Israel didn't exist at the time, this was a covenant with the whole world, After the flood, Noah and his descendants spread throughout the world, east and west, north and south, bringing new life and God's blessings to all parts. And the flood is is symbolic of the coming period that Israel will spend in exile, and all of the people of Israel are likened to the family of Noah and their descendants. God will protect them in exile, just as he did Noah and his family through the flood. God has always kept his promises to Israel, but our Israel had not always been faithful to her God. And then the Lord talks about the future, the now but not yet. A great city is built to house all those who are God's people as a reward for their obedient faithfulness despite trials, sufferings and persecution. Here Isaiah links also to the coming Messiah, Remember, the Messiah was also a disciple taught by God, Isaiah 50 verse 4. Then so were these people, Isaiah 54 13. Just as the Messiah had suffered, Isaiah 53 verse 4, so would they, Isaiah 54 verse 11. Just as the Messiah was justified and vindicated, Isaiah 50 verse 8, so would they be, Isaiah 54 verse 17. Those who serve God Almighty with faithful obedience, will always share in the sufferings of the Messiah King, but also participate in his glory, because they are the Messiah's children. And because of the Messiah's servants' sacrificial suffering, they will be able to live in the city of God forever. God is going to make a new covenant with people, and he can be trusted to keep his promises. And how is Jesus this Messiah? Do you remember that verse from Zechariah where Jesus is the tent peg? He holds the tent together. And he also starts the new covenant. Both the prophets Jeremiah and Ezekiel talk about the promise of this new covenant that God will have with all of humanity. And what is this new covenant that God is making? Four features of the covenant are Regeneration, God will write his law on the hearts of people, Jeremiah 31, verse 33. Restoration, God will be their God and they will be God's people, Jeremiah 31, verse 33. Then there's the, the promised Holy Spirit, where God will live inside people and they will be led by him, Jeremiah 31, verse 34. And then finally there will be justification because sins will be forgiven and removed eternally. Jeremiah 31 verse 34. And what does all this have to do with Jesus? This new covenant is sealed only through the perfect sacrifice of the God-man Jesus on the cross as spoken of in Isaiah chapter 53. Jesus' blood ensures the truth of this new covenant. His death pays the penalty for the sins of all people who say yes to God and his new covenant. This new covenant is contrasted with the old covenant or the Moses covenant that we talked about because this new covenant finalizes what the Moses covenant could only point to, that the follower of God living an obedient righteous life conforming to God's holy character. In this way, Jesus is also the Redeemer of the Church, and the Redeemer mentioned in Isaiah 54, 5 and verse 7. He is the Redeemer spoken about by Job in Job 19, 25. And Jesus Christ is the husband of the Bride, the Church. Jesus Christ is the head of the Church. The Church is married to Jesus Christ and is frequently described as a Bride, just as the people of Israel were in Isaiah 54. How are the church linked to Jesus Christ? The church is the body of Christ and is a living organism and not merely an organization. We are all baptized into one body and this body is made up of many parts in believers. Each believer has a vitally necessary and important function to play. And again, the church is the bride of Christ, which suggests the purity, the holiness, the faithfulness of God's people. Furthermore, it suggests the great love that Jesus Christ had for the church, the bride. And lastly, the church is the temple of Christ. Jesus Christ is building a spiritual temple with himself as the cornerstone or foundation. Remember when we talked about Jesus as the cornerstone in Zechariah? As Christian disciples and those who follow him, we are all living stones if we do so. And God dwells within the temple, filling it with his fullness. God keeps his promises. Jesus is symbolic of that and proof of that. Thank you.